Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production, a dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, Undead Fish, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z. Ah! And next time on Dungeon Ball Z. <laughs> ah! Great, great game. Good. That was fun, guys. <laughs> Alright, so last time Brock had been informed of this demonic room deep within the keep. And between a lot of you, you had agreed that the best sort of course of action would be to de-trap and de-undead the whole place and get Truth, Shadow's brother, called to the keep to deal with this demon or assumed demon that is trapped in this room uh so far the traps are done and riley with along with freedom has mostly freedom's doing has un un undeaded the place at least as far as the skeletons go uh but riley had found a bundle in which the assumed remains of the uh wife and child of the warrior Cephalex uh, were contained and he is, he is currently searching for a place to properly bury their bodies. In the meantime, however, we go to Void and Leaf who are going to attempt to convince Sershan the Tiefling and Delrex the Drow to leave this place, whether it's going to a temple in Obscura, moving along with the rest of the party towards Stormbluff, or anything else, just so that there's not some unknown possibility going on with this demon room. <laughs> so, uh, where do we find them? Uh, they are um, still eating venison, because you basically appeared right back there again. So this is this is an in meantime sort of situation. Well, I, I, I guess uh, is, are, are people still going up and like grabbing plates, or has has it kind of died down at this point? It's kind of died down. Um, so they're eating mostly in silence. Uh, you, you have basically come to the understanding that uh, Zershan does not like Delrex. Delrex doesn't seem to like anybody, and. Uh, Ekron, uh, he's not opposed to liking anybody. He's just also somewhat of a aged man who isn't really caring to deal with anybody's shit. He's more for being friendly with Shadow, as she is also Kaol, but he's also not the one you have to convince. Of course. Um, and so he, I think he just kind of rolls up, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming... 
there there's stuff to clean up uh i i don't really think that we're exactly eating off of fine china uh but whether they're like utensils or you know the the table that the venison's just kind of hanging out on uh but he he basically just starts making to to clean up the area and you know sweep away all of the excess uh lemon pepper and and so on and um he just just making uh idle conversation um as as he's going about this busy work and says uh well when when you two are finished uh if you wouldn't mind i i might use a hand with some of the cleanup so zirshan kind of she she lets out more or less sort of like a annoyed sigh like but she will stand up she grabs her plate and and whatnot and kind of like just more or less follows to where you've been putting things and puts it down delrex on the other hand he'll just kind of push the plate across the table and he looks more annoyed at this almost dejected well i i think probably uh leaf would give them both a broad smile probably zershan a bit more than delrex and she seems a bit more cooperative and uh he, he'll just gather the plate it's, Thank you, uh, Delrex. Uh, if you have some extra time and, and wish to help out further, uh, I think I might be able to make it worth your while. We could always use the spare hands around the caravan. What do you mean? Well, as, as far as cleaning up dinner, uh, we've, we've got these utensils that are soiled from carving up the deer and uh, putting away the fire pit, among other things, obviously. Uh, and I imagine there are a few tasks around our little campment area that I might need a hand with. And uh, I'd be willing to part with extra portions of venison. Or I'm, I'm sure I might have some trinkets, knickknacks, or even some coppers to throw your way for what little they'd be worth uh, in our current state. I think I'll pass. That's not something I'm interested in. Well, uh, while we still have the fire pit going... Uh, I, I plan on putting on a pot of tea. Uh, I'm not sure if that interests you. I doubt it's the kind I'm used to. I've, I've got several bushels. Uh, what's your preference? Or what do you usually drink? Kill the cap. Uh, would I recognize uh, that? Make a um, nature check. Booyah. Ooh, that's a 30. Okay, so kill the cap is not something you've ever actually seen outside of like a dried state um it grows deep underground and is considered poisonous it can be treated in such a way as to be edible so is it one of those poisons that's like in small doses it's almost like narcotic or no it's um uh you've got high enough it's a paralytic gotcha so I, I guess I'll fire off a quick sense motive and like that's that's a nine. D does that sound like a joke or? or actually no, no, you rolled very poorly. Yeah, that seems like a joke. Oh, uh it's like uh <laughs> well, <laughs> silly drow, that's poisonous. Yeah, well uh I I've I've been known to boil some uh newt toes on occasion and uh, make my own custom brews. And he, he just kind of chuckles and uh, goes back to, to gathering up stuff from the table. And 
Uh, well, I've I've got uh, from the Golden Bloom. I, I plan on putting on a pot of lemongrass tea. Uh, if if you'd have any interest in that, it's quite good. And I, I don't believe uh, you've any uh, plants like that around these parts. Not familiar. I suppose I'll give it a shot. Zersha? I don't know. I, I'll try it. Uh, I've never met a person that, that found uh, frowned after a glass of this. Um, in the meantime, uh, I, I'm sure we've we've got some, some extra uh, bulls around here. Uh, I, I promised extra portions of venison. That should help me put the meat away uh, if, if there's less of it. So feel free to take some extra for yourself. Mm. And she kind of just affirmatively grunts at you. And, uh, you know, he, he I, I think uh, over the course of the next five minutes or so, as they kind of go about all the um, cleaning and whatnot, he's just kind of like humming to himself. And, uh, you know, after everybody starts maybe like slowing down and getting into their pace, he, he maybe like glances over and starts with the, the small talk. And, uh, so I think we had spoken uh, earlier uh, about where everyone's come from. Uh, but what what sort of plans do you have for the future? I know uh, my, my group and my caravan uh, don't exactly plan on sticking around uh, this, this town for much longer. And you're speaking with Delrex? Just just kind of like idle questions, just, just like whenever he first came up and greeted him. Um, he, he's just kind of idly putting the question out there and he'll kind of like look at one and then the other depending on who's closer to him as, as he goes about his business. Delrex certainly is at the moment as uh, Zershan is off um, collecting meat and you'll probably notice that Void kind of heads that direction. So uh-huh. you, you ask um, Delrex then like, don't know, but I feel like my welcome here is wearing thinner. So do you think once uh, once that wears out, you'll take your leave? As with all things, when they decay, it becomes something else. I'll either leave or they'll kill me. Well, as I've said, we could always use more hands around the caravan. And... Uh... I'm, I'm sure we, we'd be able to provide for another person. Should you see fit, we'd welcome you. Um, I, I guess you'd quickly just kind of kind of tack on and uh, say you've, you've given us no reason uh, to dislike you, and we don't carry some prejudices you might find elsewhere. I have a feeling you've not talked to the people here about me. It's not their opinion of you that I care for. That's what I find through your actions. So far, you just seem like a normal person. <laughs> Albeit one with a weight on his shoulders. All shoulders bear weight. Some more than others. It's the duty of the good citizens to uh, try and relieve their kinsmen. <laughs> it's opportunity. If it's a way out of here that you're offering, then perhaps, yes, I will leave. But I will simply nearby I can care for myself it's these monsters I'd rather not deal with I think that would be acceptable uh, that being said uh, the more hands work for the greater good 
uh, the more good there is to go around. You're, you're certainly not obligated to set off to the side. Uh, we'd welcome you, assuming you'd be willing to assist in some of the... What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, material matters around the camp. Uh, you know, helping gather firewood, maybe a little hunting and foraging. The excess should be left to decay. Well, perhaps whatever's left over once we're done with it. Uh, but I plan on putting as much of uh, the buffalo to good use, so to speak. Hmm. Well, I, I won't press you on it, but uh, again, you, you're quite welcome amongst our group. And uh, obviously don't feel forced, but I, I think uh, you might find our company... Uh, a bit less burdensome than maybe some of the glares you find yourself subject to in this town. Perhaps. We will see. Time will tell. And I guess with that, he just kind of takes the uh, the kettle or, or whatever off the fire and uh, pours a couple glasses and says, uh, let me find the others. They're not going to want to miss this. Right. And uh, can, can I trust you to watch the kettle? <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He just gets, you know, a, a, a kind smile back and, uh, you know, it, it leaves definitely trying harder than normally to, to kind of exude that, that warmth. He, to, to Leaf, continuously exudes this bright, silvery, blah. Okay, so, so maybe Leaf squints a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he slides a, a glass across the table to him and um, says, I'll be right back. And goes off looking uh, for the other two that abandoned him. So back near uh, the kitchen, whereas uh, the meat uh, is, is cooked, you, you find that Zershan has a bowl full of meat and uh, is also got another piece of meat in her hands that she's kind of already taken a few bites out of and she is speaking to Void uh, go ahead and make me a perception as you approach perception that's a 19 for a total of 32 okay so from a pretty decent distance uh, you would pick up the details of this conversation and Void has, and you've heard him speak a little bit here and there throughout the time y'all have been traveling together, and there's just a completely different tone to his voice uh, as he's speaking right now, and you're picking up the gist of what's been said before, and it seems like basically um, he's convinced her that a combination of people who will not treat her poorly simply for what she is, as well as an ample supply of appropriate uh, foodstuffs, as she um, seems to be shorted upon, will would be supplied if she were to travel further with you, or with us, he says. And uh, she seems to be in relative agreement, and despite her earlier 
obvious discomfort and sort of asocial state seems much to be in a much more friendly position. Uh, as you approach, they both take notice of you, uh, and you notice relatively quickly that that tension kind of creeps back in. Uh, he, he just kind of waves over, tucking maybe like a bundle of his, uh, you know, lemongrass back in his satchel, and he says, uh, the tea's on, and, uh, you know, the conversation's nice and warm by the fire. Uh, are you two interested? Void. Uh, yes, I think I am. Zeshaw. And he uh, motions to her and she kind of just silently nods. And you'll notice that once they probably get like another 20 feet away from you or so again, uh, there's some like idle chit chat that sparks up between them again. Rude. Uh, (laughs) and uh then i I guess he follows them over to the table and uh arranges the cups and uh uh when you return dalrex is no longer at the table oh well uh then you know he he just kind of obviously looks around he says oh i uh suppose dalrex must be turning in for the night Does it look like he touched his, his like, tea at all? <laughs> no. Double boo! What a jerk. Um, last leafy thing to do, uh, I would like to look for tracks. So that's um, uh, a total Del- of 20. Delrex's tracks? Yeah, just, or... just to see if he can, like, glance over and see which direction he ran off in. Uh, I mean... You can kind of like just from the freshest things like next to the table kind of tell which way it was pointed. And there is like a small, you would assume like candlelight or lamplight coming from his tent. Okay, then then yeah, he, he, he just kind of uh, sits down and, and slumps slightly, maybe in enthusiasm down five to ten percent. And uh, says, well, uh, hopefully this this uh, tea is the treat that I had made it out to be. Uh Everyone that I've uh, made a batch for has said it's quite good. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping it's not just my local customs making me seem crazy. Both of them will try it. And uh, Void, Void compliments it quite matter-of-factly. Sershan, however, she's not like finding... She doesn't find it bad or anything. She's like, it's it's kind of... Uh, it doesn't taste of much to me. I, I might have to make a stronger batch the next time. Uh don't take it against yourself. It might be my mouth for all I know. I think it's intended to be a bit subtle, but uh, I, I think I can tweak the batch and uh, make the next pot for more discerning palates. So, um, what's everyone's plans for the night? I believe uh, I was going to meet up with the rest of the group here. Uh, once everybody's had their dinner and finished with their tasks for the day, uh, perhaps uh, arrange some kind of... Uh, group activity. We haven't exactly had much in the way of downtime lately. And I think it might be good for morale. Void perks up and says, well, Shadow and your friend Brock are making a rather large trench around this place. So it may take them some time. And while it shouldn't take freedom too long to deal with the undead inside, I don't imagine the bodies will bury themselves 
so we may be waiting for a little while. Well, certainly after that sort of labor, uh, nothing soothes weary bones quite like uh, food, drink, and good company. Do you, uh, he, he just kind of looks over to our friend here and he, he says, uh, well, uh, do you know of anything we might be able to uh, surprise Shadow with that, that might make things seem a bit less dour? She's quite fond of honey cakes. I think uh, we we may have got, gotten a batch of those at our last big stop uh, when we were shopping in the market. But I might be able to put something together last minute. Uh, any any games, uh, per, perhaps, from back in the day? Uh, songs? I, I don't know. There's not much singing at our temple. In fact, voices are rarely used there. We speak with our hands in silence and contemplation. As far as games, she's fond of things that challenge her physically. Okay. And uh, he, he just kind of like strokes his chin as he, he thinks. And he says, uh, Zershan, uh, I, I don't know much. Sweet folk. Tiefling. I, I, I'm sorry. I was, I was she, like, She's a tiefling, but it, she has a she's obviously descendant from lizard folk. But she's also like much thinner, whereas most lizard folk are large and muscular, kind of like alligator people. So to, to put like more pro- like a proportions on it, people. is is she like fifty fifty lizard folk tiefling, or is it more lizardy? Well, she's a lizard folk with tiefling quality. She's got horns and incongruous gotcha. features and whatnot. Um, yeah, then- but if you're thinking about visually speaking, she's a lot like an Argonian. Okay, that's perfect then. So, so yeah, and then he, he just turns and he says, uh, Sir Shen, I don't uh, know. I, I'm not super well-versed in the culture of the Scaled Ones. Uh, maybe perhaps something we haven't seen before uh, we might be able to entertain ourselves with? Uh, what, what sort of recreation do your people have? As far as games we could play children's games we need sticks twine is games of strength games of skill but most games are in contest hunting there's some which i'm very poor at given my physiology i suppose i am different than my people Yes, hanging from the ceiling is a contest that most people can do. Like a bat? Mm, well, you can use your feet if you're good enough, but most people use their hands. Interesting. Uh, and he, he just kind of offers uh, for her to elaborate. Just uh, tell me more about some of these children's games. You mentioned sticks and twine. Uh, I think we might be able to put something like that together for uh, when everyone gets back. At the very least, uh, seeing me attempt some of this might might brighten the mood. It's a talking game. You each have a stick with a string, and there's a triangle made of tied-together sticks. Each string goes to one corner. You have to pull in such a way as to break the triangle. If you end up with two pieces, you you get a you get two points. If you have one piece, you get one point. 
If you have no pieces, you lose. If you get three pieces, you get a plastic bag with a goldfish in it. If you get three pieces, it happens, but you just win. Oh. If you get five points, you win. Interesting. Okay, and uh, then then he's yeah. Let's uh, get to work and and see if we can put some of this together. And uh, maybe if it it drags on for a bit for the others, uh, might go out and offer some assistance to them. But I think having this ready might be a big relief to our compatriots. Uh, we'd love to have you join for the the merrymaking after this if you're willing to stick around. I know Delrex uh, had sent himself off to to rest early, and so uh, I won't keep you if you're feeling weary, but uh, any extra company is a worthwhile endeavor in my mind. I do not like him very much, so uh, I will not be begrudging him his early rest. He is strange, takes his cues from some worm Ethrodius or Edothrus or something like that. I don't know the symbols. They they are in my head, but I don't know how I can read them. Well, I, I certainly won't begrudge him of that. I think uh, everyone goes through struggles that you might not be able to see at a glance. And uh, so I, I won't hold his behavior against him. I think the best thing in situations like his is uh, to offer hand and friendship as often as you can. I do not trust him around me. I have enough problems with people. I don't need somebody making them worse. Well, I imagine uh, everyone can sympathize with that. No one uh, is, is out looking to have people make their problems worse. Uh, I, all I would ask is that uh, you make an effort not to exacerbate his problems as well. And uh, we can work on his his friendliness, his personability. Uh, in the meantime, I, th- I think I'm, I'm going to get things ready uh, for the grouping here. I hear uh, that you might have interest in traveling with us. Mm, yes. Void has said that you people are not so quick to judge and perhaps then I can make my way and if you cannot tell by my teeth my people do not eat much in the way of vegetation yet here that is what most of the food is and so I have gone with less and he says that you gather plenty of meat. Well, you, you certainly can't blame uh, some of these these other races. They're they're raised on grain. My people are mostly uh, raised on vegetation as well. And so you can certainly have my uh, portions of the meat should we come across more in our travels. And uh, I'll make an effort to ensure that you're well fed as long as uh, we travel together. I, I don't think we got to discuss it in very much detail earlier, but do you, do you have any uh, practical skills that might be of use around the caravan? Uh, I, and she looks 
quite nervous and uh, Void will put a hand on your shoulder and be like, maybe this is something that should be talked about later. That's fine. Uh, worst case scenario, you can help me with the cooking. Uh, yes. And then uh, he's, <laughs> he's he's going to, to withdraw and go to get together his, his sticks and twine and you know, I don't. I don't know. Make like a rudimentary like drum or something. <laughs> but he's he's just basically trying to get a decent welcoming committee for everybody once they're done with their individual tasks, and uh, you know maybe like set out an extra portion to the side for for Delrex, uh, so he can have something in the morning. Basically, right. just doing his best to make sure that everybody's feeling as welcome as possible. Because, you know, it, it seems like their their biggest beef is is everybody else kind of uh, making them feel like outcasts. So, a bit of time will pass. The ditch is dug and filled with spikes. The bodies are found a reasonable plot to be buried, and there are children's games. Uh, is there anything in particular that anyone would like to do? Yeah, uh, Shadow is not playing games. Uh, Shadow has other duties to attend to. She will be in her room trying to commune with the black butterfly. Uh, she's looking for answers on how to uh, heal Ekron. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me a charisma check. I have lots of the charisma, I think. So, let's see, so that is a 19. You meditate and attempt to reach out to your goddess. And you are not directly contacted, but you receive what you believe to be a vision from her. And you see a coastline uh, that juts high above the water. Storms rage in the distance over the sea, and rain falls over the steep cliffs. You see lights, buildings beneath you, and your vision turns to the north. As if flying overhead at a vast speed, you come to what you would recognize as a portal to the Plane of Shadow and pass through it. And almost too quickly, but not so quick that you don't pick up a few important uh, landmarks, uh, your vision flashes across the dark landscape. You come to a place where even the eternally eclipsed light of the shadow plane seems to fall even darker almost as if black smoke seeped from the ground but you see an altar within this place bearing no symbols to any deity but it feels old and it feels important and you feel something within you, your mana. You feel it almost vibrate, uh, synergize with this place. And 
you feel as if this may be the answer you're looking for. Okay, well, uh, as soon as she comes out of that, she's going to uh, then dismiss the room All right. and seek out Ekron. Uh, he is nearby uh, playing children's games. Uh, and in Aklo, she she's going to speak their native tongue. Uh, Ekron. Yes. Uh, I need to speak with you. I highly doubt anybody here knows Aklo. What do you need? I think uh, I may have found a way to uh, free you from your curse. How's that? But uh, it will require some travel. There is a sacred place on the plane of shadow that uh, we must go to. Sacred place? There is a a portal on uh, the coast north of the city. You know this? Yes. It's north of Stormbluff. And then it is not uh, too far from, from inside the portal. There is a altar that uh, resonates with the uh, shadow magic inside me. Do you think this can heal me? I think so. You are made of uh, the same stuff as me. I assume. So you should... Uh, the magic should rest well with you. Well, I'm not opposed to it by any means. I do have to warn you that in my accursed state, I am not much good. Well, I am a, a capable woman, or so I am told. So, I, I, uh, I think this is something I must try. I, I, I cannot rest leaving a brother in such a state. It, it, it does not sit well with me. Yeah. I thank you. And I, then I think it is decided then. I will travel with you to Storm Bluff and to the portal. If this does indeed help, even if it's not a full restoration to how I once was, certainly it would make me much more useful for finding and helping you find a shadow dragon of great enough power to supply you with the blood you need for your ritual. Well, I would appreciate any help you give me in that regard, but uh, I am not uh, doing this uh, expecting something in return. It would be rude of me not to return, however. It is a, it is a very rare thing for me to see other Kael other than my uh, brother Grayson. And uh, in some ways, I miss my home very much. I have a home here now, of course, but uh, the Shadow Plane is still home too. And uh, you are, you are part of that family, part of that home. It always will be, but it is a dangerous place as it always has been. That is why I live here now. 
but these days I don't see that it makes much difference. It does make some. Uh, the Shadow Plane was already full of monsters and now there are more. If we are blessed with any luck, perhaps with any luck, your goddess will protect us on our journey. I believe she always watches after me, and I believe she would not uh, set my feet to a path that uh, was too much for me to handle. And I can always uh, leave word, uh, since they plan to contact Truth anyhow, to tell him of these plans, and perhaps he can meet us there. Perhaps. I will tell you this thing. Though you are trying to help me, if something is going to attack and we are unable to escape together. Leave me behind. You know now what you need. I do not uh, think I am the kind of person who can abandon you. It will do no good if we both die. You have a much more important path from my understanding. But I also have the uh, ability to fight back to ensure that uh, we do not die. I am not the little girl I was when my mother was attacked. But if anything has been shown to be true, is that there are far worse things now everywhere. Then we shall have to try to travel unseen. That we shall try. Though I'm not as good as I once was, I'm still got something to me on that. And I can always pop us into my room if things get bad. And we can wait for whatever is there to move on. With any luck. That seems like a good idea. You will be safe with me. I will see to it. Very well. And if that's all you need there, does anybody else have anything specific they'd like to do? Yes. <laughs> um... So I imagine that um, like finding a proper burial site and like actually digging a grave, even if it's not like the best one, will take some time. Um, the thing I did want to ask when it comes to that is, uh, do I? I don't remember at this point. So do do we have a location of uh, what was his name, Cephalex, his body, or where he was, or anything like that? Nope. Uh, the most you know is about. Uh, the location of some of his items, many of which were left back in Starlight at the museum. Though, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Leaf still has his bow. I do. Okay. Um, so, in... Oh, and uh, Foresight had the gauntlets. Well, Foresight's long gone. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I think that in, in Riley's head, it's only appropriate that like, it I, I think that in his mind, I think Leaf having the bow serves uh, a, like a bigger purpose, even in line with kind of what uh, Cephalex was trying to accomplish. Like they, they just line up well. But I think something of his should be present for the burial at the very least. Um, and that maybe this is worth telling Leaf regardless. So Riley would like to share this experience with Leaf, even if it completely fucks with your timeline. Oh, this is fine. This can happen <laughs> in in betwixt the the times. So yes, uh, Leaf uh, Riley seeks to retrieve you. 
Oh, yeah, then you, you probably, like, catch him, like, pulling on two ends of a piece of twine and trying to break this triangle thing and uh, <laughs> struggling with it utterly. Riley's going to wear his uh, curiosity um, openly as he approaches, but he's not going to comment. Um, he's just going to kind of, like, walk over, watch the the, the game, uh and uh, put a hand on Leaf's shoulder and say, um, Leaf, there's something that I would like to bring to your attention if you have a moment. And uh, you, you see he just kind of... <laughs> and then he, he puts it down. Like <laughs> I, I think, honestly, with like the frustration, he would probably just like hawk the whole damn thing into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, he, he says, uh, I, I take it your your day went well? <laughs> Are you okay? The, these darn lizard folk uh, children's games are harder than they look. <laughs> I try. I, outsmarted by a kid's game. Yeah, I, I I tried playing it with Box earlier, but he almost hurled me into the fire. <laughs> Riley just like steadily shakes his head um, and like gestures for Leaf to follow him as he walks. And um, timeline lies. I, I think I want this to be like after or sometime after Riley's actually like started or actually dug up the grave. So I imagine, like, as Riley's leading Leaf to the gravesite through the uh, keep, you know, passing by, like, any lights or whatever, um, Leaf might steadily catch on that Riley's probably covered in dirt and probably mud and stuff like that um, as they're traveling together. And um, while they're walking, Riley's going to say, I found something important helping freedom with the undead in the basements. Important how? Important enough to warrant proper respect, Leaf. Um, On our first visit here, we were aided by Cephalix. You remember? I do. And he... he doesn't have like the the bow on his person at this time because he's he's been doing like chores and stuff. But he he just kind of like puts his hand on the shoulder where where like it would rest whenever he's he's kind of got it holstered. Um, Riley's going to like take note of that um, and uh, probably slow down walking, thinking that oh, Lee's going to have to go get this bow at some point for this. Um, but he'll say. He had a woman and a child, and I strongly believe to have found their remains. Um, I've spent some time finding a location, a decent location, to bury them away from all the hate that seems to have been kept within these walls. And... I thought it fitting that there be some sort of representation, some sort of link um, 
Persephilix during the ceremony, during the burying, anyways. And I also thought that you should be there, all things considered. Of course, uh, if, if there's any way I can help in uh, preparing the burial site or putting together some offerings for the departed, uh, I'm at your disposal. I'm not an expert in ceremony rites, Leaf. Whatever you think is appropriate, though, if you don't mind um, at least bringing his bow, uh, I think it's a strong symbol nonetheless. Of course. That's that's a six. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. I've been like knowledge. garbage. <laughs> I, I know. That's, so that's a six on the knowledge religion. So I'm like, oh, uh, Cephalex would love peanut butter cups. Oh, wait, wait. I have religion as a trained skill. Let me actually see if <laughs> Riley does know some ceremony rites. Uh, it is a 14. Nice. All right. So... Um, you would know you're you're not sure if his wife was one of the elves of Exodus or if she was uh an elf that was actually from Noctis or not. Um so you're not really sure exactly which would be more appropriate, but you are aware of both a sort of like deep elf drow esque version of a burial uh and you also know a more surface dwelling version that would be uh elvenly focused um it's still kind of an assimilated thing that you understand as far as you know uh mostly mostly due to how in noctis a bunch of cultures tend to get to get blurred together because it's mostly about uh, commerce in, in the country now, which is not horribly different from in, uh, how it is in Solaria. But uh, you're also probably aware that these people are from a time where there was a, a gentry, a kingdom, a definite ruling class. And so things may have been different then. And so it's your best approximation, but you're not sure how appropriate it is. Fair enough. If he, if he's not really sure what like um, would be most appropriate for the individual, he's just going to kind of do something uh, simple that he feels is appropriate based on what he knows. Um, so something that he would expect at a funeral. You know, some simple words. Um, no real need to prolong this, I guess. He never knew the woman, so. Okay. And of course, anything uh, Leaf has to add is welcome. Yeah, I, I think uh, you, you can't go wrong with just some some maybe like small bouquets of flowers for uh, the departed. Yes, leave, just maybe leave the lemongrass out of this one, okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll do like a very small, simple ceremony between the two of us. Freedom's welcome since he was there when the remains were found. Mm-hmm. During, during the time when you've been doing this, he's been nearby... Uh, using what magic he can to expedite uh, the digging of individual graves. Uh, but he left you to what you were doing as you felt it was important. Uh, but it, it, he certainly, if you uh, let him know that this is the time sort of thing, he will come and join you. Yes. And um, 
Yeah. Great. We'll do so. Like I said, something simple. Uh, I don't feel like we need to really go into it too deep. All right. So with the three of you present and the bow, uh, is there anything specific you'd like to say or just kind of go over that? Honestly, nothing specific. I'm sure Riley tries to find like a good small speech to say or something along those lines. But he's been kind of thinking about a lot, um, especially with uh, meeting Russo face to face very recently and just everything in dealing with the Black Keep and everything else that's been going on. Uh, so for one of those few times when it actually happens, he's actually leaning more towards um, being more quiet on this one um, or just leaving it to the silent gestures or simple words or anything in um, <laughs> traditional elvish customs or anything elven, I guess, is also fine. Yeah. Leaf will do some elven stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, Freedom, your fellow elf and, uh, and druid at that, uh, after some words... Uh, Leaf, I take it you're holding the bow. You'll find at a certain point that uh, at, just as Riley is finishing with what what he's done and saying, uh, you will you will notice that your your cheeks are quite wet uh, with tears that you don't you don't realize you were crying. You didn't realize you were crying. I think uh, up until this point, he's he's been you know, holding the bow out in kind of like a ceremoniously display. And, uh, he, he just kind of, uh, like notices the, the tears for a second. Whenever he touches it, the, the emotion kind of, kind of hits him. He says, well, just thinks to himself like, wow, this is sad. And, uh, he, he just kind of leans into box and, throws a, an arm around his uh, companion and continues watching the proceedings. But I, I, I think I, I, I get it. He's he's touched by, um, you know, Cephalex's vengeance in their time of need. And now, uh, you know, Cephalex's mourning uh, is, is the emotion at hand here. Sorrow. As this finishes up, Freedom will approach you and uh, hold out his hands towards the bone. Says, "May I?" Yep. Go right ahead. So he'll go kneel down next to the grave, and you'll see a glimmer of polychromatic uh, light come from his hand as a sliver is drawn off of the bow. And you see it kind of fold in on itself and curl up. And as this light goes around it, it grows slightly and turns into a uh, maple seed. And he he places the seed on top of the pile and uh, on top of the dirt and kind of cups it and covers it over. Uh, he'll then stand and hand you back the bow, which feels oddly light now 
not in a like mechanical way, but in a meaningful one. An emotional one. Yes. Uh, he, he, he just kind of looks at him and uh, swear we're not going to be leaving the bow with the grave. You may if you wish, but its heart has new growth. Someday you too will learn how to do that. And then he, he just kind of nods. And uh, what's, what's everybody else doing? <clears throat> um... So I, I think uh, Bradley kind of watches that whole thing in a uh, um, kind of a state of an amazement. I think um, he he definitely like muses to himself about the uh, the poetry of spellcasting. He supposes it, it's kind of a internal or a little bit of introspection for him, uh, especially based on the display of magic uh, freedom showed earlier and. Um, this is just another one of those growing interests and uh, of Riley's since he's been so um, since he's associated with so many people who's capable of spellcasting these days and crazy mystical feats so he, he's really taken up in the moment of that gesture but I, I think in the little exchange thereafter he kind of snaps to his senses a bit and um, he just kind of says out loud to be honest, I Leaf, I, I think it's best that you carry that bow with you and use it to f- help forge a better future than the people of our past were able to live in. Something better than this, anyways. I think I can try. <laughs> Leaf, there is no think, there is only do. No, oh, I said that wrong, didn't I? That's I do. Great. I That's perfect. <laughs> Oh man, God! Ooh, I must be tired. Not. Jesus Christ! There is no try. All right, Sean, uh, leave that in. <laughs> Cut nothing. We're gonna have no, to like it was a out. good line on its own. You don't have to make the reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Good, good. Well, what I mean, Leaf, is that I know you'll succeed. <laughs> And he just like a little awkwardly uh, chuckles <laughs> after that. Uh, well, did Brock have anything in specific he would like to do before bed? Uh, I mean, nothing too specific. He would drop off the bag with the wand and whatever the writing was to Leaf to look at. But other than that, no, not really. Okay. Uh, are you giving Leaf the diamond too? And yes, it is a diamond. I think he just brb but I think he's giving him everything. Okay. A, a diamond? Yes. Um, so, uh, one last little thing uh, before everyone goes to sleep. Uh, Riley, before you enter the keep again, as you turn your eyes back out towards the grave, you swear for a second you see a pair of red glowing eyes staring back at you and a glint of dark armor but just as quickly as it was there it was gone yeah that that gives Riley pause um, but if it's like definitely gone uh, after that moment he'll just like rub his eyes do a double take 
Uh, he probably like strides towards it a little bit during the double take. But yeah, if it's definitely gone, actually, no. Yeah, had to had to have been a trick of the eyes. Uh, like, yeah, so he does the double take. He like strides forward, does the double take, like rubs his eyes and then shakes his head and like starts walking back and then stops again. And it's like, what if? So then he goes out to the spot to see if there's any footprints. And then he just mutters to himself, yeah, I need to get some sleep until he'll go retire for the night. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. G'day, this is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Dustress Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland! Thanks for having my fucking back! Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We had an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there.
If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritchstream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at EldritchDream, at EternaP, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>